All right, Rue, do you have the cookies ready? Uh, I believe so. Jeremy? Yes? Okay, Jeremy says the cookies are ready. All right, good. It's been ages since I saw my second cousin, Terlix. Why the sudden request to see your cousin? Out of curiosity. Well, you know, I'm just making sure he's okay, and uh, he doesn't have that many relatives, so maybe his uh, golden horde would be passed down into inheritance to me. Who knows? <laughs> Alright, I'll summon him now. Let's see, Terlex. Uh, what realm was it? Uh, oh, here we go. And here! Um, wait, this isn't... You're not Terlex. And I don't know why I'm here. I was going to say, the family resemblance is not quite striking. No. I'm sorry, who are you? I am Terelex. I'm going to assume that you are an acquaintance of Terelex. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, since becoming a copper dragon, it's been very confusing, so I, I don't blame you for this mistake. I should really uh, give myself a different title. I guess we have a new guest, so welcome to Delegations of Dreamers. Thank you. Lucky for you, we have the tea and cookies ready already. Uh, it is quite fortunate. But may I ask, you said you're a copper dragon. You didn't originally start as a copper dragon, I don't think, did you? You seem a bit different. I was actually an elf before. A uh, moon elf, to be specific. Oh. A transformation you underwent. Uh, yes. There were things which happened. Interesting. Would you like to tell us about these things? To keep it brief, I used to be with a group of adventurers, and we became heroes of Parabus, and not everything concluded well for me specifically. I found out that I had to deal with some lies, I had to deal with my homeland breaking apart, and the stress of it all kind of went over my head, and I decided to renew myself as someone different. Obviously, I haven't really been a copper dragon for too long, but yes, I decided to change myself into a copper dragon by casting a spell. That's not a very common spell. How did you come upon this? I assume that the Terralax you were looking for gave me enough magic to cast very high spells. The one I use in particular it would be True Polymorph. I permanently changed myself into a dragon. And why would he give you that spell? What connection do you have to Aerofrim's cousin? Well... From what I've read from my family's heritage, Terelex seems to be a guardian of sorts for our field lands. I don't specifically know why he's picked me in particular. I have been the weakest of my siblings. I couldn't do half as much as the rest of them could. And I kind of had to focus on something else. So I focused on studying. Well, I guess Terralax has a soft spot for um, for the weaker ones. Yeah, I think it might be due to his sense of humor, though. 
It's quite possible, but sometimes you have power to give. You have to choose the ones that are weaker because they have more potential when you give them the power. That could also be another theory. Ah, yes, the weakest one has the most room to grow. Exactly. That's why I chose some of the adventures I've chosen since... Well, not since being here, but since I gained my power. Is that why you chase around Jimmy so often? I don't chase around Jeremy that often. I chase around the ones I chase around because it gives them something to uh, work on. You know, getting away from me. Mostly because I have too much power and too much time. Though I did happen to give Jerome a blessing the other day, and he seems to be quite fond of it. He's grown a half a foot and now is like twice as strong. I didn't expect that. Oh, sorry, in case you're wondering, the, we are talking about the kobolds. Uh, I see, I see. So, Terralex, have you managed to uh, build a hoard of gold and uh, get some kobolds to mine for you? Um, no. When everything settled down after our clash with Tiamat, instead of just sitting back and studying, I decided to take some action and. Um, I'm trying to build a place where the draconic kind and the, for lack of a better word, humanoid people could actually coexist properly. We were close to establishing that before, but things again didn't pan out as great. How come they can't coexist? Well, a lot of our history was a war for territory between dragons and mortal. I, I know that dragons are also mortal, but again, lack of better wording. It can just be down to bad blood. Most of the main territory gaining dragons have been cast off now, so this is a good time for trying to make a land where both can live peacefully. Have you been on any adventures? I've been on quite a few adventures with my old companions. Oh. Would you like to tell us about them? So, back, way back then, it's been God knows how many years now, I was asked to attend the, well, they used to be the High Lady of uh, Kellen, but again, my home has changed a lot since. But it was her and her husband's wedding day. As they've gotten wed, a bunch of dragonborn bandits crashed the wedding and kidnapped the uh, high lady. Her name was uh, Eleanor. Everyone who was at that party at the time and was capable of fighting became allies to saving Eleanor. And one of them wasn't really invited, but we're, we're not going to worry about that. Now, that is some party crashers. Yeah. If you just burst in and <laughs> steal the bride. Not the most classiest way to do it. So, who was behind this kidnapping? Behind the kidnapping was actually a red dragon named Corinthe. He came up a lot of times during our adventures, actually. So, back to Tarlax. Did you do any missions for him? Uh, yes, actually. 
it related to an artificial dragon orb being created specifically for copper dragons. That seems to be the only one of the metallic dragon orbs made. We haven't heard anything other than that one made in that category. However, in our world at least, we've had chromatic dragon orbs. As you might imagine, that would categorize the white, black, blue, green, and red dragons. Obviously, these dragons do have the power, if someone were to hold them, can completely dominate a dragon of that color to do their bidding. Terralax is the caretaker of the metallic dragon orb. As for the chromatic ones, I will assume that have been hidden away. Because they are powerful artifacts which can more or less control the dragon of its color. And if destroyed, they can wipe out the entire species of that dragon. That sounds very ominous. I hope there isn't one in this world. I hope not either. It seems like quite a burden for the chromatic dragons to face. I know that dragons aren't painted in black and white. Obviously, the chromatic dragons have been told to be more malicious in nature, while the metallics have been more docile in nature. But we have had a blue dragon help us quite a lot in the past. How many run-ins with dragons have you had? Over those adventures, we've had Corinthe, we've had Nordrak, who was the blue dragon who wedded the High Lady Eleanor. We met with some pseudo-dragons, to say. We've encountered a few Draculiches. We've encountered servants to Pahamut. We've also encountered other blue dragons besides Nordrak as well as Galenda, the Pale Lady, and Dreisender, the Verdant Emperor, as well as Tiamat. Oh, so you met Tiamat? Uh, yeah. How did that go? A cranky old bastard. Well, luckily her form wasn't completely shown, but um, for a lack of better words, terrifying. There wasn't really much time to try and deal or anything. We were there for the purpose of stopping her from returning to the material realm or plane. I need to choose my words. And we were successful in stopping her. And how did you get to the realm that Tiamat was in? From what I recall, at the time, I believe she was in a surface layer of the um, demonic plane. And a lot of her followers or the Draculich's followers, had keys to move to the material plane to the hell plane. So we simply took one of those keys and uh, made our way through the hell planes. The only hard part was not getting caught up in the devil's and demon's war, which they dubbed the blood war. The blood war? I'm not too sure about it myself, because it was never my field of study. All I know, it was a war which raged against specific devils and specific demons. Until I went to that plane myself, I didn't know they were different species. I always thought they were one and the same. How did you manage to return from this realm? Luckily, the keys to the realm 
also acted as a way back. So being able to get in and out was a simple endeavor. However, traversing the realm itself was difficult. But um, in the end, we were able to rescue a bunch more dragons, which were being used as sacrifices, and we made it back to the material plane. Obviously, after that, a lot of things changed, and uh, I lived the rest of my life as a copper dragon. Sounds like a happy ending. Um, I mean, I'm sure it was happy for some of the other ones. One of my companions, Eleanor, who I guess also has a confusing name, similarities with someone else. This one is a human cleric who was also a part of the Order of the Stars. Yeah, she became the lord of her land. Bull is a very confusing case because um, he died during our adventures. We found a way to bring him back. And he then got turned into an infant. Day trouble. His rival actually started mentoring him after the events of what happened with Tiamat. Sorry, his rival? Uh, yeah, uh, Yorick. Hmm. He was a dwarf. It seems like they both had a very long history of each other. Which is ironic, because dwarfs are traditionally quite small, and Bull, who was a goliath, are naturally very big. You might see where the rivalry stems from there. Yeah. We also had a druid named Joshua, who was the uncle of the human Eleanor. He retired after we went to Celestia, and um, she joined us shortly after. We have Mattis, who is a member of the Order of Stars and a Dragonborn. He was chosen by Bahamut and became a Platinum Dragonborn, which is something which is incredibly rare. Um, we had a rogue called Archie. I cannot remember the name of his race. He seemed to have a, a partial connection to the fire elementals. And he is currently wedded to our drow member of our party, Kyra. And I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Oh, yes, our wizard. Our wizard. Terrathor. We had a lot of confusing names back in those adventures now, I think about it. He was a merchant of alcoholic beverages, which he would slip potions in to give numerous effects. I don't remember it myself, but my party members have told me before that when I've drank these alcohols, I've forgotten weeks of my times. So, yeah, I made an effort not to drink many of his beverages. But, um, yeah, I believe that's most of our party, if not all of them. I remembered one more, and I didn't remember him because he also has a connection to one of my previous abilities. He was a bard named Fenron. He actually had a choir of bardic ghosts with him, wherever he went. It was actually fairly interesting even if none of us believed him at the time. Was he the only one who could hear the ghosts? He was the only one who could communicate with them, as far as I know. And was it like a choir of ghosts? or? I believe in their description it was like a backing choir. After a while, it turned out that um, some of those ghosts were lingering around us, 
other party. And they liked how I played my flute. So they inhabited the flute and thus gave me abilities a bard would have for a short time. Did they help you play the flutes? Well, to go into my own little backstory a bit more, I used to not be able to use magic at all. My parents told me that I had some sort of deficiency for using my own magical ability. After Terralax rescued me from the bandits, he became my patron, and um, he gave me some of his excess power, which allowed me to use magic for the first time. And then after a while, I picked up learning how to play the flute for our longer journeys, since we always used to have a form of transportation. And these bardic ghosts seemed to like how I played and inhabited the flute. Like how I guess it was described before, they would sing along with the flute, and if channeled correctly, you can cast spells through that. And along with your flute, what other items do you have? Well, some items I was partial to back in my life as a moon elf was my robes of the Arch Magi, my rod of the Pack Keeper, and my cane of the Chain Master. And how do you go about getting some of these? Well, the robes was an easy one. I was lucky enough to find one in a store, and I bought it. It was very expensive, but I was able to gather up enough coin. The other two, I believe, were gifts. One of them from a Celestial, which was the Cane of the Chain Master. Before I decided to live my life as a dragon, I used to have a familiar. So that helped me use my time more efficiently to command my familiar to do certain tasks. What sort of familiar was it? Um, my familiar was actually a fairy dragon. I would imagine that because... The magic I had was actually magic from Terralex. It kind of manifests into a dragon itself, rather than your typical animal familiar, such as cats, rats, birds. Yeah, it does seem like your world had a lot of dragons. I would say yes, but um, a lot of our history made sure that there wasn't many left. But then after you defeated Tiamat, did mortals and dragons go along after that? Or? I am hoping that soon that will be the case. But um, at this very moment, the human kingdoms have outlawed the dragonborns and any other dragonic beings from their lands due to the um, results. Mm. So... It's a long time coming until we can finally have a world where Dragonic beings and humanoid beings can coexist. That'd be intriguing. We seem to have less issues with that here, but then again, there are much fewer dragons. Yeah, it sounds nice. Tell me, on your journeys, what are some of the favorite moments you've had in them? Well, why companions would see this as a funny running gag, but... um. I used to be quite fond of a spell called Banishment, because I am quite frankly not overly keen on having to fight all the time, 
So I would tend to try and banish a few of them, send them back to their original planes. Or give us enough time that we can escape. Seeing the nature of some dragons, I was surprised to know that I just managed to banish one. Obviously, this spell usually flops for me, so I wasn't really expecting much. You've managed to banish a full-grown dragon? I believe he was full-grown at the time, yes. May I ask what dragon it was? Or what kind? It was one of the children of Corinthe. After we killed him the first time, we actually found out that he had offspring. And instead of destroying the offspring, we decided to give them another chance, give them a chance for life. And a lot of it did pay off. Well, that's nice that you don't judge the, the children after their parents' mistakes. I believe that dragons and mortals are more similar than they think. By the way, how's the tea? It's actually very nice, thank you. Yeah, it is uh, definitely better than that um, mysterious fizzy liquid that uh, Terraform made. Ru appears to be having a few issues recently. I know he wasn't feeling too well for a bit, so out of curiosity for him, we believe you're tied to a god. Can you tell me which god that is? Yes, uh, Ogma, the god of inspiration, invention, and knowledge. Obviously, I never really counted myself as a religious person myself, but it's more just have faith in something. Have you been helped by Ogmar? I was given a peculiar ability, which unfortunately I never really found the right opportunity to use. It gave me the ability to mimic a spell which gets cast onto me. No. But the cost would have been that for a short duration I had to forget one of the spells I already knew. A lot of my spells have been catered to certain situations, so... I never really found the right opportunity to try the ability properly. You said that you had no magic in nature when you began, right? Uh, that is true, yes. And your build, one of your abilities from your god allows you to take in magic from other beings, creatures, or things have happened to you, correct? Yes. That is rather, pardon my word, unnatural. Would that not have any physical effects on you? There has been an occasion where it has had physical effects on my body, yes. Just before we went into the hell plane, I actually sent the bardic ghosts to make sure my family was safe. And um, the effects were interesting on my body because with the lack of experience that I had as a bard, all of the magic of Teradex kind of hit my body at once, and I suppose that my body was not a suitable vessel for all of that magic at one time, and I started growing scales, a lot of other draconic features started to appear, uh, my hair and my skin colour changed, yeah, it had a very interesting effect on my appearance. So what are your current plans for the future? My plans at the moment, well, I try my best to make sure that my 
past allies are as safe as they can be. I haven't strayed too far away from them. And if I am able to see any other dragons around, I try to guide them into a better way of living. In the pursuit of coexistence, anyway. One of my final questions is, you stated that Terralax was a guardian of your family, yes? Uh, yes. Normally family guardians, they are more in secret. They don't come outright and say, I'm your guardian. How did you go about actually officially meeting him? The first time I met him was uh, when I was attacked by bandits. After researching some potential leads into the history of the Dragon and Dragon Slayer eras, I had been jumped by bandits. Obviously, I wasn't capable of fighting at all back then. And before I knew it, he kind of chased them off. I'm just saying, you could have used the strongest item out there, uh, the written word. Just beat him with a book. I could have, but that would run the chance of damaging the books and my research. Fair point. We do have a library in the back if you're interested at some point. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll take a gander. Have you heard of a thing called shaken milk? Or, I guess it's called milkshakes by the commoners. I can't say that I have, no. Ah, unfortunate. Maybe they don't have them in your... your We're not going into the explanation on these. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, do do ask around, and if you get a chance, try one if they have them. We we might not have milkshakes, but um, Wizard had invented a new beverage, which was dark and popped in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. It wasn't. It wasn't great. Not a fan of sweet things. Um, I I don't mind the occasional sweet things, but this was a bit of an overload. Understood. All right. I believe we will bid you adieu. If you wish to see the library, go ahead. But. Until then, have a good awakening. Yeah.